0: J-Train Podcast. This is J-Train, Jared Freak, coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We're here every single day with your quarantine content to get you through. That's right. Monday through Friday, you get a new hot cup of J-Train, steaming hot, ready to go in your cup. So listen, and I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And all you got to do is tell a friend, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone with ears will take them. That's right. And I'm putting up videos. Some people, it's so interesting to me that some people think I'm putting these videos up and they're like, oh, it's, uh, where do you come from with videos? You're, who wants advice from you? And I'm like, I've been doing this show for a while, people. So the reason I'm putting them up there is to get you, make it easier for you, the listener. You Now, instead of being like, hey, I got this podcast where this guy shouts at me and gives me advice, you can now just tag a friend, put their handle right in those comments and let them know, and then they'll nibble, nibble, nibble on my video, and then they'll go to the link in bio. I'm putting out the cheese for your mousy friends to come take a bite. So that's all you got to do. Keep telling a friend. Keep spreading the word. Very excited about today's guest. Um, A First timer on the show. Always love a first timer. Very funny comic. He has an album out. And we've discussed the albums on this podcast before. A lot of you are like, what's an album? What's a comedy album? That's okay. Wherever you listen to music, you can also listen to comedy. And all these people that come on the show, they have an album that's ready for you to listen to Uh, you're already paying for a streaming service for music. You're already doing it. So your little click is very little consequence to your life, but matters a lot to the people I bring on this show. So go check out his album called New Phone, Who Is This? Go, go, go. Very funny comic. John Campanelli, thank you
1: for coming on. Yes, dude. I'm excited to be here. Uh, Well, I'm not excited to be in my room as much, but I'm excited to be on the podcast, man. I mean, it's, it's an awesome it's, podcast, so I'm, I'm, I'm pumped to have me on.
0: It's great to have you. We're going to answer emails. Everyone go follow John. He's fantastic. He's hilarious. At John Campanelli one Go, go, go. It's all over my Instagram. You can go follow him now. What's going on, buddy? How you been? How's LA? You're on the West Coast. How's your quarantine going?
1: Well, uh, I've been alone for like 55 55- plus days i've uh, are you
0: one of those people that's like putting the notches on the wall and not have you not seen anybody
1: i haven't let me let me see my best friend is
0: let me get to my best friend sure right oh, now well, for the listeners we're, home, we are to... we are on youtube people so if you're on youtube you can see john just left his room oh he's got the lubriderm there we go that's your wilson i love it i
1: love it yeah. I, uh, I've, I've seen a buddy of mine A couple times Because I have uh, I have laundry in my complex But I didn't really want to go use it And my buddy's been quarantined He's got a house So I've done laundry there A couple times And then we'll mm. end up You know Getting a little too drunk And you know uh, Which has been Which has been So needed Other than that um, Pretty alone I'm, I'm uh, I think I'm gonna do A cross country trip Back to the east coast Because that's really? where I'm from in New York Yeah What are you, you gonna just Get in the car And go Got two friends That one wants to go to Chicago, so I might drive with her to Chicago, drop her mm. off there, and then go. And another buddy of mine wants to go to New York. You might go to Texas first and then go to New York. Uh, but um, so, yeah, I'm trying not to do the drive alone. Yeah. But, uh, That's
0: a long but, trip.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? It's cross country, man. It's, you know, if you're going to do it, I guess there, now's the time. There
0: is a piece of me that I do have these moments. And I used to do this all the time. Like, now it, we are awarded a little bit of time, like, especially if you're working from home or you have the ability to go, like, you know, someone says to you, like, I have friends that are like, we're they're going to Maine. They're just getting a cabin, going to Maine, and I, I do have that moment where I'm like, that sounds so peaceful and nice. Just go to Maine, have a cabin, little canoe on the on the lake, And then I, and then I'll like talk to them and I'll be like, so, so who, you know, whose house is it? Where do you get? And they're like, well, we do Airbnb. I'm like, what do you do? Are you using other people's towels? And they're like, yeah, that's what you do. And I'm like, ah. And the minute I ask that question, I know I'm out. Like, I can't even handle that level of, you know, like, 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 I'm like, is there a market in the middle of the woods? They're like, yeah, this is a society, you know, like, but I know I'm not cut for that.
1: Well, the thing is, is while I'm in LA and I I make a very very modest living, I I am in LA, so I know I do know people that have some money. My buddy's parents have like a small ranch in Texas, so that's okay. why he wants to. That's why he's like, let's go to Texas. We can stay there for like a night or two, and then a you know, ranch.
0: The he's just got a ranch, and he's staying in LA. Why well, I would have been yippee ki motherfucker.
1: He's- He's from LA and his parents are in real estate. I don't think it's like as big as it sounds, but basically there's a place in Texas we can go to that's theirs. Because I wouldn't do that what you're saying is right, dude. I'm not doing hotels, Airbnbs, like I might as well just fly at that point almost. So I'm not sure. do- I'm not I'm not doing that. And I'm not big on like there yeah, I so I agree with what you're saying, but it's it's you know.
0: it's interesting. It's funny that if you went to Texas and you're like, I'm ready for the ranch and you get there and it's just like a one bedroom house. And they're like, yeah, we call it the ranch. It's actually, Maybe it's <laughs> me,
1: Dude, it might be a ranch house. It might not be a ranch. I actually yeah. don't even know. Thank you. I never even thought he just we, said ranch. And I just said, no, oh, it's a ranch,
0: ranch style house. And you're like, probably. you're in the, the bedroom with the younger brother.
1: Probably. Oh, sure. You there. Sorry. I you got know, it's you. On my, you're, you're, it's on my phone. And for some reason, I didn't know this is going to happen because we all know this happens. For some reason during this, I know I'm going to get a million texts and phone calls, but if I wasn't doing this at this time, no one would call or text me.
0: Do you have do not disturb? That's what I I do. I I put put that that stuff on. But I, you know, listen, we, but I, so I, (laughs) yeah, it is interesting to watch people go to different places. So, but I do have this thought in my mind of like, why not take a month and just disappear into like, South Carolina and like at a beach town and be like a mysterious guy, like these options for being a little weird, right? Like, aren't the options for being like, I got a mustache going. Why don't I be this like mustachioed guy so,
1: so that your showed thing up? Your thing isn't as much. Okay. So your thing isn't as much like, like a, like a getaway at a beach just to like unwind. Your thing is like, I want to be, I want to go somewhere where I can be a mysterious guy. You want to be a mysterious yes. guy, not about going to Maine, not about going to North no. Carolina on the beach. It's about going to a place where you can go into this mysterious guy kind of character. That's oh okay.
0: Yeah, the, the, the yeah. idea of like disappearing into the wilderness and then and then and then going and then once a day clicking onto my podcast to make sure I keep in touch with the world. Like I don't know, there's there's something. Nice about that. That's a little bit freeing. Um, but also, I know that like I won't do that at all. Like I, I I'm just such a like, uh, like I, I like, it. like I would be like, well, like I'd be the mysterious guy that would disappear, but then be like, do they have internet? Is there, is there, is there a good would, Whole Foods nearby?
1: It would also be a cool chapter in your life to like one day if you, got, if you have kids and you're sitting down, they're like, you know, Dad, tell us about you know your life. And one time you're like, yeah, you know, there was. Water- a time where, and I haven't really told anyone this, but I, for about a month, I was a mysterious guy.
0: I was, I was just this random guy. Be, who's this new mustache guy that moved to town? And then, like, yeah, like, I don't know. I I do think, um, you know, I'm wondering when stand-up comes back and I think everyone's, like, not sure. And it's, like, there is some freedom in, in just being, like, August is done. Just go. Yeah. Go live out August as weird guy in the woods,
1: you know, and and I and I think it's it's a good time for you'll gain perspective that way, too. That's why I want to do cross country. I'm like, I'm not feeling very inspired right now. And and I'm like, what can I do? And it's like, go on this trip and just let your mind go and and just be, you know, be a mysterious guy and then just, you know, gain some nice perspective. Maybe
0: grow, grow some facial hair and all that stuff. So I, I'm very excited to have here. Everyone needs to go follow John at John Campanelli one. We're going to answer some emails, J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com. Let's get into it.
1: You ready? Yeah. This is the longest I said before. This is the longest my hair's ever been, by the way. I've got it curling. I was telling you before, like a minor league baseball player. This is like scruffy and long for me. This is about as usually I'm a much more clean shaved. This is, what is, this is do you
0: enjoy? Well, this is your mysterious man. Is this your, are you enjoying this version of
1: yourself? I do, but I feel like cooler than I do funny when I have this. So, okay. Anyway, it's not, it's get-
0: not a funny vibe. I've uh, yeah. <laughs> been a big fan of the podcast. Love seeing you guys in Orlando this year. Had a blast. I see uh, you've been answering relationships que- uh, questions lately on your social media. Like, this person's asking this as if I like I haven't been doing this for seven years. Um, summer bathing suit season is coming up. My boyfriend is a big ass guy, LOL. I don't care what he talks about or looks at, wherever, whatever, in his time with himself or friends, but I'm confused why he is constantly talking to me about about or sending me pictures of other Instagram models or making comments about people we see at the beaches' asses we see pretty frequently. I love my body and honestly my butt is cute if you ask me. No, I'm not an Insta model, but not sure why he thinks it's one. I'm one of the bros and thinks he can just t- talk or make comments about these things with me. Am I wrong? Is it me being insecure? How should I bring this up with him without seeming controlling? What do you think?
1: Well, I have a, I have to have I have some questions first off that we can't answer sure. but for her she should I would like to know how long they've been together. Okay. Um, because this is well, a very
0: them manipul- being together it's a manipulative thing. It feels manipulative. I agree. It it yeah. is um but it's also like they're together. So, like, they are boyfriend-girlfriend that comes with rules, that comes with consequence, that comes with a breakup if it ever is going to happen. So, however long, it's weird to do this with your girlfriend, don't you think?
1: Right, but if this is just, like, okay, if this is a new relationship, hands down, she should just get out of it. There's not even a, there's not even a doubt in my mind. Get why is out. that? Because he's manipulative, and this is just the beginning, and you're never going to get a straight answer out of him. So, if you say to him, hey, why do you keep sending me this? He's gonna come up with he's gonna spin something and I've seen this. I, I know I know guys like this, you know, and it's like it's not it's not it's not good. It's not a good yeah. it's not a good look. It is it is a mind game and it is uh, it's manipulation and this could only be the beginning. If it's a super it's if it's a long relationship and this is new behavior, I would probably have a sit down with him and be and, and say, Hey, why why are you doing this? Why why are you sending me this? This isn't making me feel like you have to have an honest conversation with yeah. him. If this is a long relationship and, and it's and it's and this is new behavior, because it could be coming from him pushing her away, mm. uh him trying to cause problems. Um, whatever he's doing, it's not right. And it's like c- common sense that like that's, that's just that, that is that is not cool behavior. So I yeah. I, I think yeah.
0: I'm with you totally. This is fucked up. She says, am I wrong? You're not wrong. Is it me being insecure? No. If someone, if my girlfriend was sending me pictures of beautiful men and being like, aren't they beautiful? I'd be like, what is she trying to say to me? Like what's, what's the message she's trying to send? And I, I do understand where she's like, I feel like she says, sincerely, I'm not a bro. Even with my guy friends, I'm not sending like guys sending each other's pictures of beautiful of women they think are hot, but that kind of goes away. Like I'm not like doing that on, you know, like on the daily with my friends. Like that is, it's a little, this isn't like, so I would wonder what the messages he's trying to send. And I think I agree with you where it's like, I, I, in the beginning, it's like, get out of here. Like if this just started, like, to me, there's, like, a list of things he's trying to tell you. Um, he's trying – maybe, like, I think, like, threesome, maybe. He's trying to get you to, like, talk about how hot you might and think to see, they to are. And see, to,
1: see to see if you're attracted to it at all. If you're like, ooh, she's hot. Yeah. Something like that. Like this, this To start the out.
0: conversation? Yeah. Yeah, or it's to break up with you. It's to force a conversation Where like sometimes this is kind of like a pussy move, like a like a this is like a cowardly move that men will pull, where they're like they they need the the tinder to start the fight, and it's like so if, if I'm her, I agree with you. You gotta, I think you gotta like cut the shit, like you know, like when someone like fucks with you, you gotta go hey, what's the deal here? So I think saying to him like hey, when you send me these pictures, like I I'm not like. I'm not jealous of them. I feel uncomfortable. I feel like you're putting me in a position to like feel self-conscious. And I hate how I feel when you send me these things. And if you keep doing it, we got to have a different conversation. But like, can you stop?
1: I think depending on what, how old she is and how long they've been in it. I think if she's, if this is six months or under, I think you just say goodbye. You don't even have the conversation. You got to go. This is not acceptable behavior for a a newer relationship, especially within like half a year. If you've been together for a little longer, because you, you need to say, you know, it's a boundary issue. He's crossing boundaries by doing this. Yeah. It's, it's and, and about setting that.
0: Have you ever sent to a girl you're dating other women?
1: Not Never, not once. Not once. I mean, did, I did, did, did one of my exes creep up behind my shoulder while I was looking at a girl on Instagram? And just stand Different there story. Like, like this? Going, yeah. yeah should, did I even know I was doing it? No. But would I ever show... No, that's to send someone that I would never even think to do that.
0: Yeah. It's such an aggressive thing to do that. You're like, I do wonder what his end game is in that situation. That's why the three, something like I'm trying to like go to like my most diseased part of my brain. And it's like, I, that's really all I can come up with. I, I, I also like if I'm her, like you just go to him and say, Hey, Hey, um, it makes me feel like shit when you send me those. I don't even know why you're doing it. Like, is there yeah. a reason? And and that's, it takes a lot of vulnerability. That's tough to do. I don't think that's easy.
1: Well, yeah. And I think that that's what she should do is obviously I just worry with that type of guy. Obviously he's not going to come. He's going to come back at her. And I think this type of person will typically make you feel like you did yeah. something wrong by asking and spin it almost like, how dare you think that's what I'm doing. And then almost make you feel crazier. And I don't want her to get in a situation where she now feels insecure and crazy. This, to me, yeah. is a telltale sign of someone who's going to begin uh, – mani- who's manipulative, and that's the type of person that well, they are.
0: Well, that's why you don't go with accusations. Are you doing this to have a threesome? Yes. We're just giving – you don't go with, like, are you doing this to break up with me? You just go, it makes me feel bad when you send me these other women. Why are you doing that? And then he will explain – He'll have some explanation and then it'll either keep going and you end it or it ends and he's apologetic and he's like, oh my God, I, I, I guess I, I don't know. I send these to my friends and I thought, you know, we're so close and we talk about that stuff sometimes. Maybe that's the route and it never happens again. The third option is it manifests into another weird behavior yeah. and you'll know that this guy is trying to send a message and you should get out of there. Like even so... Yeah. I mean, even now I think about getting out of it. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. John Campanelli one on Instagram. Go follow, go follow, go follow. New phone, who is this? That's the album you Second need to album. Get Second out, al- you got two out there. That's the thing. If you search John Campanelli on anything you listen to music, two albums are going to come up. You got your quarantine content right there. Quick question Instagram stalking Jared any idea why a guy I dated for like eight months would be watching all my Insta stories but doesn't follow me like he actively searches for my account every day to watch my stories I haven't really read into it because I figured maybe he was checking but checking up but it's been going for a few months now. Uh, Feather J Train podcast taught me so much I tell all my friends to listen really helps uh, Refocus me to remember what I deserve And I literally laugh out loud at the coronavirus Rants they're hilarious thank you very much So what do you think are you watching X's stories
1: Um no Um never Unless, Unless I would want I don't I wouldn't but If I did it would have To be because I'd want them to see it And if I did it once, maybe just to see, maybe I'm bored and you just do it once or whatever, but months, you know, first off, we don't know how many girls, how many followers, it's a girl, we don't know how many followers she has. So that- But she's also
0: seeing it. She's seeing him specifically. So whether it's a lot or a little, he pops up.
1: I think it's, God, this is a weird thing. This is why it's weird to me. It's hard to pin down because- People's views of what social media is are mm. so different. This guy could—I would lead in with—he wants her to see, for whatever reason. Mm. Um, yeah, I, there is a weird possibility that he doesn't understand that she's seeing it or that it's a big deal. He's just like creepy, well, and maybe he wants <laughs> to see it. it.
0: It is funny with social media that we all—we all don't think. We're big enough to be seen, but we can't believe people didn't see our shit. So it's like a two-way thing where it's like, I can't, like, I would never think my name would be at the top of the list, but I would be like, how could she not like my stuff? Like those two things
1: go on equally in my brain. And the second this guy stops watching her stories, she will likely be like, what, what, what the, the fuck?
0: Why is he watching my story? <laughs> well, so it and is. Gonna
1: get, you're I, gonna I, get another email. It's like so now. This sure. guy decides he's gonna stop watching my story anyway. Yeah. Well,
0: the, but this is but this is the this is her email's great because it 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 is touching on something that a lot of people are dealing with. They're going this person because it's one thing if he kept following and then she just saw him. She'd be like, oh, he follows. It right. came up. She could rationalize it as not a big thing. He networks. is actively searching to find, and I would say to her, I don't know if he's watching to get her to see that he's watching. I Let's start at the the bare minimum is he's just, he's attracted to you, but not attracted to not, enough to make an effort to get back to you. So we have to look at these things in effort terms. I have looked at X's Instagram stories. I'm, I'm, I'm in this boat. I've never looked at X's Instagram stories to start getting back with them. It has never been with the goal of like, maybe if I wanted to get back with an ex, I would make a very purposeful move that was more than waiting for them to see me, see them, and then message me. Like, I but I do agree that there is this level of that if you see him and you message him, now you're the one chasing him. Do you know what I mean? So like,
1: it's almost, it's almost like you fell into his trap.
0: A little bit. So like that, so especially with someone you dated for eight months and it ended, I think men especially love when something has ended and then the person magically comes back to them. Like because then we can't be the dick. Well, you know she could do
1: a crafty little a crafty little game she could play if she wanted to because she obviously wants she obviously wants advice on what on what she should do. You know, she's obviously like, what what do I do? If you really want to be crafty and um, and play the game a little bit, you could not block him from seeing your account, but you could block him from seeing your stories. She, you know, the it's like. There's got to like be like an old, what the Sorry. fuck?
0: And it's like, and then, yeah, you yeah, know, you're right. And then he reaches out and he goes, what the fuck? And you go, why, are you, why does it even matter to you? We broke up. And, and I think like I, with the story watching, it's such a, to me, it's like the most interesting dating thing because um, if someone's watching your story, they don't care enough to DM you. So you have to think of it as levels. They think enough of you to search you out and look at you, but not enough to message you. And nope. so that so like if you're if you're sitting here being like, "Well, does he like me?" Well, he thinks you're hot, but not but he's not into it. He doesn't like you enough to message. So, for you on this side of it, you should go, "Well, good to know. Get away from me. Fuck that dude. I'll block him from my stories. He can go fuck himself."
1: Yeah. Go ahead. Now, if she is intrigued and doesn't want to fall into his trap and maybe wants his attention, maybe she's like, "Oh, this guy, you know, but I'm not going to reach out to him. Why is he reaching out? There is another option she could – here's another lane she could take. And even if she doesn't – actually, she can take this lane, she doesn't want to talk to him either. If she wanted to, another option would be to make a story that says something like just write on – you know, just, just type in and say uh, – isn't it weird when people watch all your stories and don't follow you?
0: <laughs> just like that a is... like a sub a subtweet of an Instagram story. So
1: you're not reaching out to him; you're calling him out, sure. and then maybe he'll he'll go, "Oh shit," or he'll go, "All right," you know? Yeah. Then he might get, maybe he'll fall into I, your trap.
0: That's only, but the thing is, it's only. I think it's only a win when when you've broken up with someone and they keep coming back to watch. They're just. I, I don't I think it's hard to not do this, but they are just literally there to do the least amount to see what you look like because you said yes to their naked body before. Right. So I, 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 I do think where you know, any that anything that results in them talking again is a loss for
1: her. Can I ask you a question? I forget if she said this. Did she say how she felt about him in the email?
0: Any idea why a guy dated for like eight months would be watching all my Insta stories but doesn't follow me? Uh, I haven't really read into it because I figured he may be checking up, but it was it's ongoing for a few months now. He, she doesn't say how she feels. I would assume because they dated for eight months and it ended. Like, I do believe that she's just like, what the fuck? Just go away. Like, this ended. I want to get away from it. And at that point, you block from the stories and you just block let it go.
1: Stories. And yeah, then if it gets weirder, I, you block from the Instagram, and then, you know, and then if it gets weirder, obviously there's more options. You know, there's you, you got to go a little higher. There's more resources but, there. But like, yeah.
0: But watching your stories is also like the most passive way. Yeah. To like to like show interest. So like, again, you have to look at yourself and go, Do I want to date someone who wouldn't even DM me? Yeah, it's yeah, probably yeah, yeah. a no. We are sponsored, people. The J Train podcast is brought to you by Magic Spoon. This episode is sponsored by Magic Spoon, a new cereal company that discovered a way to recreate your favorite childhood cereals with zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. Wow, it tastes too good to be true. Magic Spoon offers four flavors based on all-time classics, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry, plus a variety pack that lets you try all four. I loved the cocoa. Whoo! That, it brought you back without the guilt. It brought you back to, like, eating the cocoa puffs, and then sipping the milk down, the chocolate milk. And, you know, again, I remember eating cereal without hating myself for it. And then you grow up and you start just, you know, double thinking these things, you know, rethinking and thinking. So I had these cocoa, the, the cocoa flavor, and I was like, oh, it just feels good that I'm not eating what the equivalent of a candy bar is in sugar magic spoon spent over a year working with the best food scientists and chefs in the world to recreate the test and texture of classic sugary cereal but it takes tastes so incredible that you'd never guess it was healthy it's keto friendly gluten-free grain-free soy-free low carb and gmo free okay you gotta try magic spoon to believe it because it tastes it's really good Go to magicspoon.com slash jtrain. That's magicspoon.com slash jtrain to grab a, a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use my code JTRAIN at checkout to get free shipping. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed by a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. I, I mean, to me, there's that's a no-brainer. Give it a shot. It's a delicious snack. It's magicspoon.com slash JTrain. Use code JTrain for free shipping. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring the show and bringing back childhood favorites that won't leave us bloated. JTrainPodcasts at gmail.com. JTrainPodcasts at gmail.com. Midwest guy with a car problem. I'm a Midwest guy. <laughs> Okay. I went to college, have a great job, I have my shit together. I'm financially stable, but I drive older custom vehicles I build in my spare time. I understand girls aren't into cars and trucks and I don't expect them to understand them or be into them. It's my hobby. So is driving vehicles that doesn't fit the standard norm turn off a uh, turn off to girls? I can't understand how this would ever be a turnoff. I I know we're two men, two straight men, so it's hard for us to answer on this question. Do you have any thoughts?
1: So he's saying, read the last line again. It, it lost me. He wants to know is why driving
0: vehicles that doesn't fit the standard norm a huge turnoff to girls.
1: What is the standard? What is it, like? What kind of car is he talking about? I don't know what that like. A standard norm. I think the standard norm is like a depending on what part of the country you're in, like like a Honda or a Toyota or like, I think it's
0: nice to have a, like, I think most people want to date other people that have interests. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't see like, to me that the, the act of writing this email in means you're doing something otherwise with this car. Like (laughs) you're making this car, the excuse Or you're making this car like like to me, like when you say, Well, I I, you know, it's like it's like when it's like when um someone like you know says that they're well like it's it it's like when someone says they're a huge traveler. Okay. You know what I mean? What were you gonna say?
1: I have a fucked up story that I'm in LA, so cars matter like they're Unfortunately, here there are girls that will be like, oh, he drives this car, you know, that because mm. that that must it's a sign of money. He must have money. You know, there's so many, you know, women out here that are gold diggers or looking for, or opportunistic, you know, with an agenda. So out here, cars do matter. Uh, I, I went on a date once and I had a really embarrassing thing happen. Um, I was, at, I had just moved out here. I think I had, I don't even, because I've been doing Santa for 10 years, I've lived out here 11. Uh, mm-hmm. so it was before I, right before I did stand-up. and I was, uh, I hatched my car shipped from New York and it was a 2003 Toyota Avalon. It had the sunroof, okay. it had the bells and whistles. This is 2000, oh, maybe like almost 2010, end of 2009. This is happening, right? So 2009, I got a 2003 car, nice car. It's fine. You know, got the job done. Uh, I go, I, I, I park my car like a gentleman and I walk up you know, to the, towards the driveway cause she met me out and then we're walking back to my car and she lived in this like uh, complex and there was like a, um, a bunch of cars and I, and there was two cars next to each other and we were walking up to the cars. She walks up to the white BMW, assuming that's my car. And she tried ah. to get, she tried to get in cause <laughs> I was like way behind. She tried to start yeah. opening up as I was going like this. She was trying to open up the passenger seat, and I go, "All right, this is a true story." I go, "All right, I'll meet you there," and she was like, "What?" And I go, "Well, I'll meet you there. You're gonna take that car," and she was like, "Didn't get it." And she's yeah, like, very you know, hot, very beautiful blonde, and uh, then she like realized what she had done. And in my head, I went, "Oh, well, I know what this girl's about immediately." And also, but I was also like, maybe she just thinks that of me that she just assumes I would have had the brand new BMW. So maybe I sure. flattered but i was also like well this is already very weird
0: yeah that is a <laughs> did she ever say like i'm sorry i thought that was yours like th- there was no other talk of it
1: yeah not really and nothing ended up uh actually the, the end of the story if you kind of tell it the end sure of, the end of the story we went to a really nice sushi place and uh I, you know, I was making. I had a job. I was running at a TV Guide Network, so I was making. I was making money for my age, you know. I was like twenty fourth time, and we took her to a nice sushi place. And did she, she know the
0: sushi place you were going to before the date? Oh,
1: I don't think so. No.
0: Okay. Because um, I, I would. Up. I maybe because like I would assume maybe because you, you know, like if I was like, oh, we're going to. Blue Ribbon Sushi, I'd be like, oh, so this... you know, Then I could understand the BMW assumption because you went to the high-end sushi place. So she didn't maybe... Yeah, okay, so...
1: Well, you want to hear how shitty the night goes? Yeah. Take her out to an expensive sushi place. Then I knew this guy who worked at Le Le Do, it was called, which at the time was like the hot LA nightclub because it was when the Hills was still on and that was like the hot spot for the Hills.
0: Sure.
1: So this guy... Gets us into LaDue, She's all like, whoa, like she couldn't believe it. Texts co workers, these dudes come in and she basically leaves with them.
0: So, did she? So, they came in to go to LaDue or are they she
1: told them that's where that she was, and then I had a hookup. And how, how I don't remember if I helped them get in or if they said my name or something, but these yeah, like that's no younger, good. She was younger than me, a couple years younger than me. They came in, thought it was like the coolest thing ever, and then she ended up just like hanging with them and pretty much dished me. And I was like,
0: yeah, "So I have brutal. reason to
1: believe she was an opportunist and thought I had a BMW yeah. because well, she
0: <laughs> she thought you know, it was she was going she thought she was going on a BMW date and it was a Toyota Avalon date.
1: And she and I, I took her on a BMW <laughs> date. By the way, it was a BMW yeah. <laughs> date. And, and then she ended up dating a celebrities brother for a couple of years i remember
0: well well it's it also ladue sounds like the type of like nice restaurant that would be in a disney channel show like it, it be starved. like you're going to ladue um oh. but i it is one of those things that like yeah i guess i don't know how i would feel i would i guess when i saw her getting the bmw that would be the joke of the night like i'm one of those people huh. that like I like every. I'd be like, "Hey, you gonna go to that mansion now?" Like I would make fun of it so much. It was one of my first jokes. It was one of my first yeah. jokes. I talked about it. <laughs> well, even to her, though. Like I, I would want to know that she could be ball busted about this to like know if we would get along.
1: Actually, probably one of the quickest things I've ever said to anyone. Probably one of the funniest things, and I don't even know how it came out of my mouth so quick. But I so naturally, and I will never forget this because of just like the look on her face. I remember going, "All right." I'll meet you there. Like, yeah. I don't even know how I thought to say that, but I was sure like, what? Okay. You're taking a different car, you know?
0: Yeah. That's like, that's like assuming two people of the same race are related. Like that's like very much on the same wavelength of like fuck ups. Like, yeah, I, I but I, but like car stuff. So like when you're in a place where cars matter, you know, m- more yeah. than you they know, should. cars to me are like, not, really a thing just because you everyone's in the uber so like or everyone's in a cab so like have you ever been on a date with someone where they're like their interest in cars was like a turnoff
1: um if they're interested in cars that's cool if they're if they think like i have a honda accord now and i love it it's new it's a 2018 anyway and i i love it i think it's perfect i don't i don't i love cars but i don't i'm not gonna get like the really nice cars to me are more of a toy. I can't afford a toy right now. I'd rather be sure. practical. That's reliable. If she likes cars, that's cool. Uh, that's awesome. But if she thinks I'm not good enough for her because I drive a Honda Accord,
0: yeah, buy- that's a, that's a that's a tough thing. I think for this guy, what the the one thing I would be wary of if I was a big car nut is sounding like. Um, Sounding like that's all of who I am.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
0: like like when I like I I would go on dates with girls who'd be like, "I love to travel. I'd love to travel." And it's like, that's not number one on your list. If you travel twice a year, you do. You have three hundred other days of the year that you do other things. So it always felt like they were trying to tell me something about them via this information about traveling because they went abroad once so i i think like for car people the the slippery slope is that like you're trying to let people know like like even what she writes he writes in his email so he's driving vehicles that don't fit the standard norm the standard norm if i heard someone on a date say to me i'm not the standard norm i'd be like get over yourself like it's, like, gonna it's say, like it
1: comes off as shame, valo, a shallow, a little egotistical, maybe like yeah, and it's careful. like
0: It's it's also saying who you are before being who you are. So yeah. like you're like oh I'm not fitting the standard norm. Like okay, let me get to that conclusion. Yeah, like, and I think also like with with something that's important to you. And I think this is for me with comedy, with you, with comedy, probably like, I don't just bring people and go, Oh, comedy, this comedy that I don't put like on my dating profile. When I had one, I wasn't like me on stage. Like that's something you're going to get if you get to know me.
1: And I don't even want, I would love to meet a girl that doesn't know I do stand up or doesn't really understand that I do it. Like, you know, like I almost want someone that's like that meets me for me outside of that. I don't want someone to be like, this guy does stand up. Let me Google him. Ooh, this is who he toured with once. Ooh, this is what he did. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're into me for the wrong reasons. I don't, I don't want that. So, but
0: but even the wrong reasons, like even for them to discover that on their own, at least it's not you going, well, I do this. I do that. I do this. They go, Oh wow. This is like a full person. So like, this is one of those things that I think like, if you pull up in a nice car, a different car that let them say, Hey, what? Uh, this is an amazing car. Oh, yeah, you know, I'm actually really into cars, and I, I actually put them together from scratch. And it's like, wow, this is a whole thing. So I think, like, if you're on your dating app in front of the Viper, like, what up, babies? Come check me out, Viper guy. It's like, okay, you're almost using the Viper to get women, which is the yeah. wrong reason to have the Viper.
1: You think you look like Viper guy, but you really have like potential chlamydia guy vibes. Yeah, you know? yeah. J Train like a-
0: podcast. G- What's that?
1: Yeah. Chlamydia guy.
0: <laughs> this episode of the J Train podcast is brought to you by Roman. It, it, it literally says riff on limp dick. Let me let the audience know. It's telling me a limp penis. It's the worst thing in the world because you're ready. In your mind, you're there. You're like, we're going to the party. She's ready. I'm ready. Everyone, the contracts are signed. And then all of a sudden, you got one friend that's supposed to come. And you're like, come on, dude. And it's your penis being like, I can't go out tonight. Why? I went out too hard earlier. Remember you whacked off earlier? and you, Remember we hung out earlier today and now I'm limp. And it's like, dude, we there's girls at the party. Let's make it happen. Anyone who's dealt with knows, with it knows how awkward it can be and talk about it in person. Luckily, there's a simple, convenient solution to get the treatment you need without leaving the couch. Our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state All from the comfort of home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need right from home. Just grab your phone, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. And if the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, your medication can be shipped right to your door with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with the doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. Listen. I, I, I love the, I, I love the idea of, of, you know, kind of zooming in with a doctor that you get to take this stress out of your life because there's so many times you're like, ah, forget it. I'll, I'll get a boner next time. No, let's, let's take care of ourselves. So if you're struggling with ED, stay home and go to getroman.com roman.com slash J train that's GetRoman.com slash jtrain for a free online visit and free two-day shipping that's getroman.com jtrain for free online visit and free two-day shipping J- JTrainPodcast podcast at gmail.com jtrain podcast at gmail.com here with John Campanelli. at john campanelli one
1: i have a, I have no a follow
0: uh, go ahead
1: i have another i have another car story involving Seth McFarlane the creator of family guy
0: what happened?
1: I'll try to make it quick. Okay. Uh, I was I was with. Uh, First of
0: all, before you get into the story, I love Family Guy, so don't ruin the show for me.
1: Oh, I have met <laughs> Seth MacFarlane a few times. I like him. He's a he's a smug asshole, but I say that like he's just a, he's a brilliant mind, you know. Yeah. Um, so I was at this place, and uh, I, w- I had my 2003 Avalon. I had mm-hmm. done – now I had been doing stand-up for like a year and a half. When I worked at TV Guide Network, I actually – oh, my God. That's so funny. Uh, I can't believe I never told you this. When I worked at TV Guide Network, I worked on a show called Hollywood Hollywood 411. Uh, the host of it, Chris Harrison. Oh, uh, shit. I know Chris Harrison very well. Um, I used to tag him. He seems like the man. He was uh, – it was right before like – it was like when Bachelor was obviously already – You know, but he had gave me some of the best advice I got in entertainment um, because I used to work on the show, uh, the show he was on. Mm. So he always gave me like little nuggets. I liked him. I see him. Uh, I've been doing comedy for a year and a half. I I, I left TV Guide Network. Now I'm doing stand up. I see him at this place called The Parlor and he goes, John, hey, how you doing, man? I was like, good. He's like, "Uh, you're really doing it. You really did stand up. Wow. How's it? How's it going? You know, and I was like, Wow, it's going on what so a
0: bar. What a nice thing from him though.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I used to have his number. I mean, he uh, he signed something for my little brother or my little brother uh, you know like liked the show. And he was he was just I like Chris, he's a nice guy. Uh, he talked to my little brother on the phone too once because he got like, I don't know, had a good grade at school or something, and I put Chris on the phone. Right. He's like, Oh, you know, good So I like I like Chris. Chris was nice. Um, and so he's with Seth McFarlane. And he at this place called The Parlor and he's like talking to me and I said to Seth, I was like, I saw you at, you know, I had met you at this, you know, when I worked at TV Guide Network, I met you at this Fox party and he was like, oh, hey, how are you? You know, whatever. He didn't remember me, but whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm with these like two girls and they're like, oh my God, wow, you know. So we're, we're leaving and I have my Toyota I Avalon mean, I
0: car. would be like, oh my God, if that were me, I'd be like, Chris Harrison, like I'd be freaking out.
1: Yeah. So he, uh, so he, uh, so I. So Seth is leaving by himself and I'm waiting for valet and my car now had started making a weird noise when the AC was on. It was, it would be like a loud vibrating noise and screeching noise. It was Mm -hmm. bad. It was very bad. And so these two girls are, are with me. They had come with me. They know it's my car. One of them I know from back East and it's her friend, but they're, they're superficial. They're like 21, 22. They're like, you know, cool, but like in the scene. So my car. I'm talking to, to Seth. I'm like, "Hey, it was good seeing you. We're standing in line together." He's like, "You too, man. You too." You know. And then my car comes screeching up, the valet, <laughs> and it pulls in front, screeching. It's got dents in it. It's like, uh, you know, a big jalopy. Yeah. So, so the uh, valet guy gets out and like looks around for whose keys it is, and the two girls immediately get embarrassed. They immediately are like, "Oh." fuck. <laughs> so I go. The guy looks around and go, "Like, oh, they're is that with your the car Beverly called? Hillbillies." I go, I go, that's not my car. And he goes, okay. And he got in the car. I was like, no, 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 I'm just kidding. And then they got in the car and started taking it back down. I was like, oh. And he looked at me. Seth McFarland looks at me and I go, Seth, uh, what would you say if I told you I drove a 2003 Toyota Avalon? And he looks at me and he goes, well, I'd say it's practical. And I'd say if those girls go back with you in it, uh, they like you for you. And then I started <laughs> Great laughing. Answer. I started laughing. His car comes next. Brand new BMW. Brand new. It was like, I don't remember what it was, but there was something in the back of it. It was like brand new for the time. And it mm. pulls up and I just look at him and I was like, uh, so I guess that's yours, huh? And he goes, no, that's what happened. He said, "Oh, well, it's practical. It gets you where it needs to be. And then when just when pulled up and I went, uh, I was like, I guess that's yours. And he goes, yeah. But at least, you know, if they go home with you in that car, they like you for you. And then he got in the car. <laughs> it, was, it was split up. And then he just drove away. I, in love, the night. That
0: it, I love that it's like somewhat positive advice. You're like, yeah, he's yeah. like, on the bright side, money doesn't buy everything. And you're right. like, go fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> like well, he was, He's with like seven chicks that don't give a shit. Well, he was alone going home. And I had two hot girls with me. So it was just so funny. But he was yeah. fine. I'm not saying. I
0: yeah. think he'll be okay. Yeah. Let's do another email. You ready? Okay. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Help. I wrote this at 3 a.m. because I'm spiraling. Uh-oh. I was friends with this guy in college for three years and during my senior year I had a severe mental health problem and he was always there for me. He was one of my best friends and he is still the sweetest guy I've ever known. During the last year we made out for a while then stopped then had sex a few times in the summer when I visited this past fall. He had an open relationship, long distance girlfriend so allegedly nothing could develop between us emotionally. However, I had deep feelings for him and he said some bullshit Bub bub buh, bullshit, um, and nice things about his feelings for me. During quarantine, we've been video chatting and texting more. He just told me that the girlfriend broke up with him a few weeks ago. I didn't even know they were still together. Considering we, he was emotionally cheating with me the last year, I hoped that he'd be the one to end it. I know he kept her around for so long because we're all afraid of being alone and I feel like an idiot for always thinking magic could happen with us. He's, only, he's the only guy, uh, uh, guy I've pictured wearing, oh, Goy, I've pictured wearing a yarmulke at my future wedding. In the back of my head, I still view him as the one, but I tell myself I deserve someone who loves and prioritizes me without other girls floating around. I know I can't meet anyone new uh, while I'm still hung up on this guy, and I don't want to reblock and unfollow because it made me sad last time, and I love having him in my life. Is it meant to be later or not at all? P.S. I'm two years sober, and dating sober is hard, and he's a stoner upstate. So he's she's in an NYC and he's upstate. Does it matter? I don't know. So what do you think? This is a tough one.
1: Well, this is a really tough one because it seems like they had a really good friendship and then they entered the romantic realm of it. Uh, You know, not, I mean, I'm not saying at the right time because I, I, while I believe in timing, it's also like, you know, it's so tough because it seems like it didn't it seems like it didn't start off the way it would have been a rom-com where two friends get together yeah 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 i i um but i yeah sometimes you look too much into perfection and you have these um you have these uh expectations it sounds like she has expectations that aren't being met, and it's not playing out the way she, you know, saw it. And she's kind of possibly she has to be careful. She's not creating a narrative that doesn't really exist because it seems like I she hasn't had a conversation with him about this. So, did he do yeah. anything wrong? In my opinion, long distance esque relationship. I don't. I, I mean, I, she I has to.
0: She has to realize. You know, she has to suss out. Listen, she said she went through something very horrible her senior year, and he helped her through. That's a very nice thing that you she sees the positive in that, and I right. can totally understand that. Like, oh, he helped you through this moment that you didn't, you know, like. And, and she says, "I uh, during the last year, uh, I was friends with this guy in college. During my senior, year, I had a severe mental health problems, and he was always there for me. That's very nice. Um, and yeah. then." He was one of my best friends, still the sweetest guy I've ever known. But then, he, you know, then she has this other... Then they start making out and they start having sex and he has another girlfriend that he doesn't tell her about. Like, I I don't think... I I agree with you. I don't think they're on the same page for where this has been throughout their lives. Like, I don't think he goes to... I don't think he goes to his friends and goes, she's the sweet... I think I, I don't know what he tells his friends, but I don't think it's the same story she's telling us right now.
1: I like agree I agree with you, and I think I I don't. Okay, so there's so many different ways to look at this, and th- this is layered. This there's a lot of layers. Yeah, yeah. I don't love that he was there for her through all that that through a tough time, and then he was there for her through mental health crisis, and then. He hooks up with her and has sex with her. I I don't love that. Yeah. He did that. I think that's not a little a... suspicious. It's not really like it's like you help you guys were there for each other on a very intense level. And when you throw sex into it, like their friendship, their friendship is is ruined. Because this is why. Yeah. Their significant others from if they don't get together, their significant others are never gonna be okay with them being friends because they've had sex hooked up and they have a very intimate history. So their sure. friendship is kaput. I don't care what any, that's, there's exceptions to every rule, but in my mind, their friendship is now kaput. So yeah. it was weird of him to, to act on that. And, um, I understand it's, it's really, it's really complicated, but I, I mean, I, yeah. So I, I don't know. Pick up from there. I don't know.
0: You yeah. Know? I, it's a really hard thing to like, cause we don't want to diminish how helpful he was yeah. for you. Like, here's the thing. it's it's a two-way street. This guy was really helpful for you during that time. But if I look at it from his angle, was he there for you because he was attracted to you? Was he there for you because he wanted to date you and he didn't have the balls to do it, so he became your friend, and then you guys ended up hooking up, and then he saw that you could be an option in his life at any time, so then while you were an option, he made other people the priority. So then he went to the priorities because he didn't think that they would... Give him the benefit of the doubt that you always will give him. Like from his side, I, I can make it sound very hurtful and maniacal, but I don't think, I don't think I don't want, I don't think people are bad people. I I start with that they he was just doing what he thought was right at the time, but now with this whole backstory, so like it's tough to talk about because I don't want to make him this evil person, but I also don't think that they should she should continue with him.
1: Well, I also think it sounds. This sounds like a very young guy, think a good dude, but young dude thing to do. Like, is mm. the bad parts of what he did, or like the selfish parts of what he did? Is that just age? Is that just like a little ignorance? Yeah. and also if, not
0: realizing if, the yeah ignorance, like not realizing the the amount magnitude. that you the magnitude of how you count in someone's life. Like, you know, when you're 22 doing that for someone, it's different than 29. You'd be like, well, you should go talk to a professional. I'm not the one that can help you through this. Like, and also, I think our interpersonal relationship will not make this work out well. Yeah, I'm with you.
1: At 35, I'm not, I'm never hooking up with a girl that I have that relationship with because I wouldn't, I know that she's got a fragile state of mind to degrees. And I'm not going to, sure. I'm not going to do that. When I'm 22, 23, I don't realize that she's, I just thought like, oh, I was a friend. Yeah. She's my friend and she was going through some shit, whatever. But like, okay, now this shit's over. Oh, you want to sure. hook up? All right, let's hook up. Like
0: that having said that, she's writes, is it meant to be later or not at all? It's not at all. I think you guys are right now reaching out to each other because your comfortable places, landing spots. Your texts will be received well. His FaceTimes will be received well. But right now, when you're like, well, we have no one else to meet. Yeah, but this is already like a divide. This is already a person that doesn't bring you to a good place. And she says the one thing she writes, and um, I know I can't meet anyone new while still hung up on this guy, and I don't want to re block and unfollow because it made me feel sad last time, and I love having him in my life. I would say to you, it's going to hurt to lose someone because they are someone who who you were able to confide in that you knew that would be comfortable, that you knew you could trust for certain information, but it's not in a vacuum. Like he, she has to, I think she has to block and unfollow. And then also like do not just stay alone, reach out to friends, reach out to family, let them know that you've lost a loved one that you can't really go back to. Not like death, but I'm saying like this person needs to kind of die to you for you to move on because they're only going to be so much for you. It's never going to go beyond this.
1: And also, it seems like they had, they made out a little bit. They had sex a few times. You know, sex complicates things, but I think it's ultimately like, don't let a couple of times having sex ruin the positive impact that this guy had on you. Like, look at it like, you know, maybe have that mentality of like everything, you know, people come into your life for a reason. And this guy, maybe he was put into your life to help you through two really tough times. And you should look at the positives of that. Be like, this this yes. guy was a great person to have in my life. You know what? Sorry it's not playing out the way I want it to be in my magical world, and I don't mean sure. it like that, but it's like, you know, oh, it's not it's not playing out the way you foresaw it, but like don't erase everything that's happened because this is not play like she's coming at it now from a little bit of a selfish perspective. He helped you mm. through a couple of really difficult times, and that to me is huge. And so I think maybe you need to look at him like she is, like a, a sweet, good guy. He has a po- he was a positive person in her life, but it's not working out the way she wanted it to. And if she lets it go, you know, I hate to say it, but maybe, maybe then if you, but you have to truly let it, you can't let it go to hope it comes back. You have to truly let yeah. it go. She also
0: writes, I'm two years sober in NYC, dating sober is hard, and he's yeah. a stoner upstate. So does this matter? I don't know. It matters. It matters because... You wrote dating is hard and you're going to an easy person because they'll never let you down. He's upstate where he's never going to be asked to come down. And if he can't come down, he'll have an excuse that makes sense. The guy that you go on a date with that you don't really like, there's no excuse. You, you went and tried and it didn't work out and that's hard to face, face, face fact. So this guy is like, as much as you are, this crutch for him he's becoming this crutch for you so like, i think yeah she's got to get away from this dude she's got to block and unfollow she's got to reach out to friends and family to let them know she's got to like end it with him like let on him know terms, that like on, good, on terms. good terms hey this is done but i need some time away from this because it's not a positive force of my life and then i think you seek out like Someone to talk, a professional. They, we're not professionals. We're talking from like a professional that you can have this out with and talk with them, talk yourself through it, and realize you're not alone.
1: Well, first, there's a couple things. First off, she needs to know she's going to be great. This guy was yeah, good you're influence gonna be fine. on her. She's going to be fine. Number two, she has to start looking inward because from what I'm reading a little bit of into this, she does put a, does seem like she puts a lot on him. She puts a lot of her stuff on him, which is fine. He's been there but you have to be careful that you're not looking to him because he's someone who will take care of because that's not fair to put on your significant other. So the thing is, is you have to, yeah, I would say seek professional help, Uh, like just a a therapist, someone to help you talk it out, go inward because you need to find a significant other who you guys compliment each other. One person's not expecting more from the other. And this relationship has started off so much where he gave you a lot emotionally when you needed it. And now you might be a little reliant on that. So it's like, there's,
0: but, uh, but both of us heard that scenario and we didn't think that this guy's going to work out for her. Like, yes, we heard that scenario and we both thought like, oh, he was dating someone else and you didn't know. Like, right. he's Holding that from you because you offered him, you know, you're giving him a crutch. You're giving him. Right. So I-, I think we both need, you know, she knows the answer, but like is looking for us to say, well, maybe there's ho- there's no hope with this guy. This yeah, guy, right. you've done right. it. And I also appreciate the experience. You've done it. You had yeah. it. He was there for you. Move on. J Train yeah. Podcast at gmail.com. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. Let's do one more email. Does that sound good? Yeah, dude. I'll do ten. Whatever. Awesome. Go, go follow John Campanelli. He's fantastic. He's hilarious. At John Campanelli1. Go, 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 go. Let's do. Um, uh, not this one. Let's do... No. Let's do... Does he want a relationship or just sex?
1: Met a guy, <laughs> I love this.
0: Met a guy from Hinge early January. <laughs> Things were fire from the first date. Things didn't move too slow. Things didn't move too fast. Neither of us text too much or too little. We watch all of each other's stories. Meme sending game is strong. Sex amazing. Then coronavirus. We live in L.A. And along with most people here have been really diligent about social distancing and actually haven't seen each other since our last date, end of February. We have managed to keep up the communication, texting almost daily and have added steamy pics, sexy talk and have also talked on the phone. My question is, since we are hardly dated before quarantine, what is his reason for keeping things going? Does he actually like me and want to keep dating when this is all over? Or is he just playing the long game to ensure I'll still have sex with him? And yes, Jared... I like him, but another guy I dated last year and I have reconnected over this quarantine, uh, and I am just and I'm starting to like him more than the other guy, or at least I think, or maybe it's just the quarantine fog messing with my head because I haven't seen him since last summer, and obviously we can't fully rekindle things now. I feel like we are in this surreal day, surreal stage. I go back and forth between the two of them all the time. I worry when quarantine is lifted, uh, who I will see first, and if there will be a crazy fallout. And everything will come crashing down from sex schedules colliding. I feel like I'm going a little crazy. COVID plus dating seriously is such a mind fuck. Help! What do you think?
1: Well, first off, I think that she should be a reality show with this. Uh, with this email, <laughs> I mean, there is yeah. just a lot going on in this. Uh, Two guys. First, I was like, "Oh, this guy." Then I was like, "But you like another guy?" And then it cut yeah. back. Yeah. Like, um, I think. Uh, I think people have to be, like, in this decision, I think she has to be careful making decisions during quarantine like this, like drastic decisions. Sure. Um, There's also know. nothing to decide. Like There's nothing to decide. F- you know, f- you
0: know, you're not deciding between Tuesday being a date with one or the other. Tuesday, you can feel texts from both guys. And, you know, I think, like, playing this out is, like, a very okay thing. The, just, But also, like, she's like, well, is the first guy just texting me so he can still have sex with you? Yeah, but he's still, but he already had sex with you. So obviously he's enjoying the banter that you're having. Yeah. So keep enjoying. Yeah. Yeah, but like you could come out of this and he, this guy could disappear because then he has to make a date with you. You have no idea. The second guy just showed up over quarantine because you reconnected. You just showed up over quarantine. This guy, the reason that you're you know, getting into him right now. And the reason that he's even messaging you is because of loneliness and everyone's going back to their old hookups to try and find something that will keep them occupied so he could disappear. So to me, like, you know, you might be into the fun of this old hookup coming in out of the blue that maybe you weren't able to wrangle before and that's something sexy about that. You know, like, I I think, like, letting this play out also, like, having fun with the emotional... Uh, the sexiness of it of two guys chasing you, the one guy that you couldn't get before is coming back to you. You're gonna get out of this and one of them is gonna turn you off. I promise you that.
1: I promise. This is just a non decision. There's no decision to be I'm sorry, there's just like no advice. Yeah. This is just there's no decision to be made. We don't know what's gonna happen. We don't know if we're gonna be out of this in a month, or I don't wanna be, you know, pessimistic or well, well you know, also like We don't know.
0: Well, also, when it gets done, they, you know, someone sexy during quarantine can become unsexy afterwards. Yeah. So, like, when this gets out, the guy that came out of the blue, you're going to go, so, when are you going to go, let's do drinks, and he's going to go... I don't know, uh, and he's all of a sudden less sure, and you're like, what was I into this guy for? That's, a, you know, and, and maybe the other guy who you're like, ah, he kind of fell behind. Yeah, because you have no history with him. So this guy's just texting through with you because off of three-day information from three dates. So I actually, get, let it all
1: play out. I actually had a girl who uh, I, uh, I've been messaging with for, like the last two days that I was supposed to hang out with before this all happened. And we never mm. did because it's just the timing but we had talked a bunch and like actually had, had made plans on some occasions and moved stuff around we started talking she sent me a couple of uh you know cute pictures which was nice and great our, you know i remember and i was like i'm not thinking anything of it my whole thought process is when this is over uh maybe we'll hang out maybe not and there was then there was someone that i was kind of talking to before this and, and we have kept in touch and it's kind of you know we kept in touch because we were going to hang out assuming we were all, we were all quarantined you know enough and then it just kind of we just ended up not hanging out and every time we almost hung out i was like i don't really want to break quarantine and you were you you know you had roommates and just oh, all then i was then, it's a whole big thing but we ended up not sure. hanging out but like i'm not looking into any of it because i just know right now I can't unless I'm in an active relationship or yeah. marriage or something, if I'm single and was casually maybe talking to someone before, I can't put any thought into it because we just don't know.
0: Well well, that's the thing. And you're speaking honestly to me and you're not trying to fuck me. So like right. there are promises that are gonna be made during quarantine that will not get fulfilled when this ends. Yeah. So you can count on it. I can make I can promise you. So like people are lonely if you gotta, right now. People yeah, so if that. you got t- if you got two people messaging you, play it out. There's right. nothing to be ashamed of. You're not fucking both of them at the same time. Yeah. You know, and and then you're going to get to a point where you're going to have to make a decision, and I think the decision will be easier than you're making it out to be because one of these guys ain't going to be who he says he is.
1: No doubt about it. I mean, yeah, people yeah, people are just lonely. They just want to give people what they want, you know, it's like uh, you know what, this podcast has made me realize, by the way, quickly, that I need to get off of some of these group texts that I'm on. Um, <laughs> that I just don't know. So, J train
0: so podcast at gmail.com. J podcast at gmail.com. Ja- John Campanelli, thank you for coming on. Thank
1: you so much, dude. That was fun.
0: Dude, such a blast. Everyone go follow John at John Campanelli1. Follow go, me go, I go. Can do this. He's got two albums out. Go to any streaming service, you can go listen to them right fucking now i'm jared Fried. we're here every monday through friday with your emails
1: your stories your questions keep sending them in keep putting them out thank you we'll see you next episode boom